0: listening to Talks for Change, a podcast series which aims to share innovative ideas that inspire across various disciplines whilst celebrating achievements and ideas from Curtin University's young alumni community. This podcast along with the Young Alumni Program is really special because it's for young alumni by young alumni. We hope you enjoy this month's episode. Hey there,
1: I'm Kat Penno. I'm part of the YARB the YAB is the Young Alumni Advisory Board at Curtin University. Today I'm super excited. We've got a guest who is, has got a bit of a curly pathway and I'll let them explain it. A little bit about myself. I went to Curtin way back in the day and I did commerce. I went on to do my master's in uh, clinical audiology and now I'm doing a whole bag of things out in the real world. Um, I've got the honour of hosting the Talks for Change podcast with the YAB and so today, the first guest we've got on. I'm going to let them tell you a bit about themselves. So, good morning. Who are you today?
2: Oh, uh, my name is Ziad. Um, yeah, I've. Uh, I'm a good friend of Girls Cat. Yeah, good a disclaimer. That's yeah, true.
1: We are good yes. mates. We went to high school together. Yes, we
2: did. And um, yeah, I suppose uh, my my background. I was at Curtin. I was at Curtin actually a long time ago, probably about. i was i'm 35 now when i was about 23 Mm -hmm. i did commerce halfway through but then i left to go to the mines yes sometimes a boom
1: damn those golden handcuffs hey so (laughs) tempting
2: it was yeah it was tempting it was terrible um but (laughs) but then but then but however that then led me um to actually when i was in the mines i was a driller and then i decided to study petroleum engineering
1: yeah, so that's what you graduated from, in Petroleum Engineering. Yeah. Okay, but tell me a little bit about not what you've done or studied, but who you are as a person. Um, okay, will this help help you? Tell me. I found me. this and I thought, oh, this is what I love about you. You're so succinct mm. sometimes. I love business. I love food. I love chatting to people. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, yeah, thought, Two yeah. thumbs up, mate. Yeah. That's really nice. Um,
2: I'm super extroverted. I don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. So yeah. let's, you know, I'll, I'll okay. try to
1: rain us in this morning. So tell us a bit about this. I love business. Okay. Um, but you're graduating in petroleum engineering. You know, that's yeah. really interesting.
2: You know, ever ever since I was young, I was I always had this thing in my gut where something big was for me. I was I was always an intense person. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Always like. You know, you know, there's something, everything I have to do to the extreme.
1: Yes, I love that about you. Yeah. That's your energy as well. Yeah, when, when so
2: extreme. And um, every time I have to do something, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And I just go, I'm just so tunnel visioned in that one thing that, you know, and it's on a more of a macro level tunnel vision, not like detailed micro level. Yes, yeah. So the business was always something I've... Always been interested in in terms of like um not money but more about you know it really challenges you because it challenges sort of every aspect of your being like mentally physically emotionally mm-hmm. everything so I've always had this you know interest in doing more so um when i was uh, I was working at Woodside after I graduated and we um you know, I had gone into a few businesses. I was, while I was here studying, I was DJing. And me and my brother were doing, like, we had a wedding DJ business. Cool. And um, just to sort of financially get us through. And, you know, we sold that. then then um, my, my ex-partner, which is my business partner now, we, we – I mean, I love food, but we always used to go to my old man's house. Mm-hmm. And he used to put a spread of, like, Lebanese food, right? And – Kate, she goes, Why is no one eating this food? Like, I never see this food out there. There are traditional restaurants, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like it's so tasty. We we're, you know, why it's not out there much. And then we went to the Middle East and we were in Spain and we were at a lot of these tapas places. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on the way to Alhambra in Spain, mm-hmm. and she came up with this idea of, you know, we really need to like do a more Middle Eastern Tapper's kind of share plate. Imagine we opened yeah, up cool a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, just do it.
1: And is that how the Hummus Club was born?
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Did you have yeah. any hesitation? Were you like, yeah, no. maybe? You're no. like, actually, that is a cool idea. There's nothing like it in yeah, Perth. Let's go all in. Let's do it.
2: Let's just go all in.
1: And so from the beginning, it sounds like you had a complementary skill set. you yes. a business strategist. Yes. Kate.
2: Very detailed uh design aesthetic branding Mm -hmm. very good
1: yeah i have to say i love the branding of the hummus club it's very very nice yeah
2: um and i was always high risk taker yeah i just love risk no risk no reward yeah i just yeah let's just go all in and you know it'll work out
1: so in the initial (coughs) stages i remember seeing you out and about at um market fairs and so you're sort of just testing the market going right like we love this idea let's Bring the blending of these cultures together, and then start to offer it to the public and see what the reaction is. Yep. So how did you go so, from that so phase? So the, the
2: first pur- the purpose of the of the, the homeless club was um, to change the way the Middle East is perceived. Mm-hmm. Through, Love it through creative like food art music sort of thing yes um and i think that's
1: blended really well in the way you
2: yeah um, because uh, because we, uh, we were um i'm to be honest personally sick and tired of our we, the middle east was perceived mm-hmm. it was just doing my head yeah great and purpose yeah and i just hated it I was over like, and especially like the arabic script like outside these walls here mm-hmm. there's some artwork The meals, yes like they're beautiful you know, Karim, Karim Jabari, he wrote, and that's where we met Karim.
1: At Curtin? At
2: Curtin. Oh, cool. He was doing form here. Um, but anyway, so we started as a market store. It's Test Wars, and I remember, you know, using like, um, the, the, the the recipe came from, we were just selling hummus and falafel only. Mm-hmm. But the hummus recipe came from um, my grandmother. and I used to go to Syria every year. Yes. And I remember the taste and I was, you know, everywhere I'd go, I just want to eat hummus sort of thing. And um, I remember that taste and it took me a while to get to that recipe and I'd always Skype my mom, which is my mum must live in Lebanon. I go, this is not working out. And she goes, have you added this? Have you used this? Have you yeah. done that? And I go, no. She goes, you silly man, you should know this by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're perfecting the flavours yeah, for a long time by yeah. the sounds of it. It was a small blender. Like, and yeah. I was starting to do, like, we needed 20 kilos, and I'm burning out blenders every night.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: So I'd leave Woodside, and I'd start, like, making a horse, you know? Yep. And um, and then over time, we, we, we got it right. So we started the market sourcing. It got very popular, very mm-hmm. busy. Um, and then we did a pop-up in... Um, Trinity Arcade that's when Caitlin quit her job as a pharmacist she was a pharmacist
1: oh gotcha okay so this is a bit of a side hustle right so you're testing the market going yeah. yep this is working we yeah. are getting good feedback and so yeah. you're both at breaking point yeah. full time yeah. jobs full time yeah. career on the other side as yeah. well
2: and engineering I enjoyed it Yeah. but
1: you knew there was something else driving you, you know?
2: Yeah. but you know if it wasn't for that degree to be honest I wouldn't have been able to sort of was that really provided a lot of the I don't know stability, balance at the time of my life where I needed yeah, okay, to good. actually sort of get to the point of starting something.
1: So how many months into this is this?
2: This is a year, right? So, so a year, months. a year, a year and a half of markets. Yeah. And then we spent a year of um, we did a pop up shop in the city, mm-hmm. Trini Arcade. Yeah. And that's when I quit. Cool. That's yeah. when I got serious. And as <clears> at <throat> that time we were looking for a proper space.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now this is interesting as well. So you've yeah. tried the market. Then how did you get from Trinity Arcade to Northbridge? Tell us about that okay. journey as well.
2: So towards the end of our lease at Trinity Arcade, um, we were just doing you know, lunch, but mm. we've always wanted a large space. You know, it's just the area to get it to get a good space in a good area. You, it's it's quite hard because a lot of the you know the bar owners and a lot of the people who own multiple restaurants they usually get first dibs at them Mm -hmm. um but we we um put an application in to you know where chicha gelato is yes yes close to them. we put an application but we didn't get it but we we got sort of the the girl from metia she would post it she goes hey there's a space in bridge, and it was a big space yep and like
1: how are you feeling at this stage
2: I'm feeling. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. We we actually saw a place in Mount Lawley, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it there." She's like, no, "No, it doesn't feel right." Okay. So cool. when it doesn't feel right for her, I'm like, all "Right," you know, because she's always she's always got a good, good intuition. Yeah, intuition. Yeah. So then, you know, over months, um, we designed, got a we we, we got a place designed. Caitlyn, Kate had designed most of the place, mm-hmm. cool. um, pretty much all of it. But it got to a point where. Um, we got designer to help us with the drawings and all that, and negotiate for about three months. Yes. And then signed. Okay. And that's when we were, it got real. Design of the place was, you know, getting because a lot of it's heritage. Mm-hmm. It was difficult because you have to get so many approvals. Gotcha. And okay. to get a building permit and all that takes months, right? Yes. So.
1: And during this stage, are you starting to feel a bit burnt out? Are you guys yeah. going? Is this actually going to happen?
2: Yeah. We actually we actually got to a point once we said no. Yeah. So, okay.
1: so the reality is it's hard work. It's hard.
2: Yeah. But this is where the self acceptance part it comes in. Yes. Because right it's hard. Everything mm-hmm. is hard. Yes. It's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, but yeah. Good good work. Yes. To what degree do you like? Do you we live in a world okay, hear me out here for a second. I'm listening. This is rant time. <laughs> now, now, most people work in a job they hate. Is that weird?
1: I mean, you're talking to me. I'm going to say yes because I agree with you. The nine-to-five and the convenience of that job yeah. is not for me either.
2: Yeah. And even even if someone has a job, they don't have to hate it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. But
2: they do. Is that weird?
1: I think so. Yeah.
2: But everyone we all do things for other people mm-hmm. not for ourselves yeah for everyone to ever make everyone happy
1: but so what is it about that comfort zone that you're in versus the one that you and kate were not in
2: okay this is this is where this comes in is that it's uncomfortable to do things for yourself mm-hmm. because it's considered selfish like Really doing things for you and your achievement to achieve yes. something is selfish, but we, we don't do that. We do everything for other people. Like I can look at you for six hours right now mm-hmm. and talk, but looking in the mirror for 10 seconds, it's awkward.
1: Yes. Now, but is that a construct of our society? The way we've grown up and gone through schooling and almost... I mean, you and I went to the same school, so it's we both felt compelled we have to graduate, go to university, get these degrees. I think I want to be, and here are my stock standard five to six career options. Mm. I think, you know, hearing about your story and the changes you've made along the way, yeah, good. It's good you had uh, that stability to provide for your side business, but you both knew when it was time to, like, let's cut the cord. So how do you know when there's that tipping point? When is that critical mass within yourself to know, I'm going to throw my hat in and just leave? So it's a bit of discomfort bit of self acceptance.
2: It's it's you, you've really got to know it's like, who you are. Yeah, you yeah. Got, and and when I say that's not cliche, it's not cliche stuff yeah. It's like at the end of the day, you know, everyone is trying to change themselves. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You can't change who you are. And you know, when I talk about, and this will re- directly relates to going all in mm-hmm. because. You know, we had so many people at the time going, do you really want to open up a homeless place in the middle of Northbridge? Mm-hmm. So many people don't like homeless. Yes. And I'm like, why are you saying this? Is it because you've failed before?
1: And, wh- and what would their response yeah. be?
2: Yeah, because they have failed their own restaurant. Yes. It's hard work, I know. Mm-hmm. And we know nothing about the industry. But we have to really understand why we're doing what we're doing. Because if you don't understand why... There's no. We live in a meaningless world. Like at the end of the day, you've got to have meaning behind what you do. Yes. And if you don't have that, when you fall, how are you going to pick yourself back up? Great so, point. So at the end of the day, when it, in terms of you know going back to those questions of, we can sit here for six hours and talk and talk, but when we can't, when we feel uncomfortable looking ourselves in the mirror because it's awkward, right? Mm-hmm. It is awkward. But that's weird. Yes. Because everyone's trying to change who they are, but they can't. It's not, you don't, you can't change who you are. You've got to just accept, but you've got to be aware of what F's you up.
1: Yes. So what is the advice that you could offer to help people go, yeah, actually my side business could become the thing that drives me every day. I, I want to hop out of bed and do this. 10, 12 hours a day I, I would problems. suggest
2: you see a psychologist. I think everyone is a psychologist. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good what, starting point, right? No,
2: no, no, st- no. it's not. And it's not because we all have issues. Yes. All of us. Mm-hmm. We, no one can say, I don't have issues.
1: No, no I agree. I'm not saying that's, I don't.
2: That's, that's <laughs> bull. Everyone has issues. Yes. And we've all got to vomit. Yeah. Words. We've got to, we've got to talk. Yes. But everyone's too scared of talking.
1: So I think the word psychologist, though, is quite confronting I guess the connotations is just associated with psychologists. I'm, I'm just saying what are other avenues as well besides say, seeing a psychologist? Could you practice mindfulness?
2: You, or, see, see that, that whole realm is the same thing. I say psychologist because it's you. just like seeing a psych mm-hmm. is like seeing someone you can talk to. Yes. Yeah, that's so going to question you.
1: That's on your journey to finding, yes, you're allowed to do things on your terms – to make that change within the world that you want to see.
2: Yes. But it's it's on the journey to accept who you are mm-hmm. and being aware of what messes you up. Yes. For example, me, I've got an intense need to connect. Mm-hmm.
1: I've
2: yes. I've got needs, right? we all got needs. Yes. My dominant need is connection and growth. Yes. And variety. Yeah. They're three. Connection, like is 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 getting better okay growth is intense right now yeah like i'm obsessive yes like i have to grow yeah yeah you know, i'll start a consultancy, and i'll do this and, I'll mm-hmm. do and i'm just like going all in but i have to be aware of how that messes me up got you yes because when that need starts going so much mm-hmm. and everything gets left out it's like poison and i've got to really be aware or oh, it's like eating I eat a lot of junk mm-hmm. because I love it because I'm an emotional eater. I, yeah. I love eating a McChicken. Yeah, <laughs> It's terrible for me, but I love it. I love the way it makes me feel.
1: And that's going back to your tunnel vision, yeah. right? Yeah. So then how do you – you're aware of it and then how do you switch or just, pivot?
2: Just be aware of it. Okay. And the more aware of it you are, mm-hmm. the more you'll remind yourself, but I can't change that I love eating crap food.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: should, maybe I just need to go to the gym more.
1: Yes, got you, balance it all out.
2: Yeah, I've got to balance it and I've got to keep reminding myself, being Mm -hmm. aware of, hey, man, this is starting to really mess me up now. Yes. Just constantly, but you've got to be real honest with yourself. Yep. So when I say see a psychologist, Mm -hmm. I'm saying, vomit how you're feeling because then I'll ask you, what does that make you feel when you eat that? Mm -hmm. Why do you feel that way?
1: Got you. So you're aware then of your emotional reaction to those situations. and your coping mechanism. That's right. Cool.
2: So, mm-hmm. that whole thing—that was the the real pain. That was the the mud pit of crap that you had to sink and swim through yes. for years to get to a point of knowing how business works. But it's just mm-hmm. a—it's just a—it's just a mind game.
1: Do you, and do you think that in every human we've got these? These qualities within us to a certain extent, and across a varying spectrum. So I believe that all humans are hardwired to connect. You and I probably the at the intense end, and other people maybe yeah. at the, the less intense yep. end. The, or we're, we're almost people would call you and I extroverts, mm-hmm. and other people would be introverts. But yep. at, at across the spectrum, humans are hardwired to connect. Yep. And you've just said that it's at the root of business, but I'd say that it's the root of how we live in yeah, our communities correct. and societies. Yes,
2: I use business as a vehicle mm-hmm. to understand how to balance that. Connect, cool. That out. Yeah. Now everyone uses different things, but like different people want different things. Success is different. Different for everyone. It's a feeling. It's not a tangible product. So when you good w- point you jackpot. Yep. I mean, you're not successful. You might get a rational of good feeling. Yes. But that disappears. A sense of achievement, or like for a mother, success is when all the children are. Uh, married and have kids that's success for her yep you know for me success is very different to you and to you but at the root of it all is like to to achieve what you want to achieve whether it's just to be happy in a stable job is you've really got to be aware of what messes you up yes and you've got to understand and accept yourself because we can't change you can't it's impossible Pete, when you start trying to change yourself it doesn't feel right
1: and and i and i sometimes think that that's what uh, the schooling system does uh, not well not wrong but not well is is we're all trying they're all trying to mold us down one or two or three pathways and then you leave and then you feel like the world should judge you you've got this onus almost like if i work hard i should be successful so when you're not you feel like you fail. but like you've just said success is that feeling you get and it's measured and viewed differently by everyone
2: it's very different everyone has their own that's why everyone's got to accept everyone like no one can judge people that's the one thing i really like i can't stand
1: but so how did you deal with say people who you'd say look kate and i are going to do this we're going to start the hummus club and then people would be like oh why and you'd say maybe like why not and they'd say well do people really like hummus that much and Mm. How do you deal with that negativity or those negative comments, say, from family and friends? Yeah. I,
2: I, I always talk about why we're doing it. I always just say, why? Because the Middle East is seen this way and I'm sick of it.
1: I like that. That's a really strong purpose. How long has the Hummus Club been going for now?
2: The, the restaurant or, like, it's the whole... Let's talk about the brand as yeah, a whole. Yeah, I mean, five years... Okay, that's yeah. a pretty good inning yeah. so far. There are three years the restaurant's been going for.
1: And and I've seen that on social media, um, November the first you've got the hashtag Cook for Syria. So talk us through you've got your purpose, the business purpose, and now you've got a, a strong social purpose. And mm. I almost think those two blend. So take us tell us a bit about what's happening on November the first and then how mm. you how you got to the idea of the hashtag Cook for Syria.
2: Yeah. In Syria right now, two million Syrians have gone to Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Right, like the, the war is that bad, yeah. And um, people are living in starvation. Like when you go to the mountains of Lebanon, like when I was there last, you 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 see UNHCR tents everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like there are six, a family of six in forty degree heat, right, yeah. for sixteen hours, and each member of that family is on each street. On each street in Lebanon, in Tripoli, mm-hmm. selling gum. Yes. Like, at what point do we can we not do something here? So the, at that that first of November, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who probably you know raise part proceeds of a dish, and I was like, let's just donate the whole restaurant on the busiest night. So on, on Friday night, it's like busy, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's November, right? So November usually starts getting very busy. Yep. Let's do it. I love it. $200 a ticket. But, you know, $200 a ticket for most people, you know, when you go out and you get on the piss, mm-hmm. and you have dinner, you, it's, you almost spend that so only 80 bucks a head.
1: That's right, yes.
2: Right. This is like, you know, I said, kareem has got a whole bunch of artwork, He's he's given us.
1: Oh, see, au- are you auctioning that off as yeah. well? Cool. Yeah, yes. So,
2: um, we have got Max Van Houston who's hosting. Emily Heron uh, she's uh, our head chef. Mm-hmm. She, you know, you know, Otolenghi. Yes. yes yeah. She used to be. She works. She used to be head chef for Otolenghi. Cool. Yes. And and, and we've got um, Matt, body coat, which is our, our venue manager, and he's, you know, he's he's amazing in the bar. Mm-hmm. He's going to create these wicked drinks. So it's, we're going. To, we're doing a Syrian-based menu. Cool. So, But that really was to – it's not about money. And it's never been about money for us.
1: You said that at the start it's and I like that. It's always about
2: purpose. It's all yes. about – we're purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. Money will come later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, learning about the restaurant and learning about every single element and it comes down to how accepting you are of, of and how, you know, aware you are of what messes you up and all that, mm-hmm. that's the real, like, success, you know, and being able to use that to raise funds is to take that kind of risk Mm -hmm. is important to us. We would rather quality versus quantity.
1: Absolutely. Depth.
2: Yes. Versus height, you know.
1: And you can definitely tell that with the way you guys, you run your restaurant, the Hummus Club, the detail, the way it's branded, the coloring of the Hummus Club, bright neon pink when you walk in, the vibe of the restaurant, that's exactly what you've created is this unique, this unique space to go into and enjoy Middle Eastern food with family and friends. Yeah. When, when did you guys realise? I'm so happy you
2: said that. Eh? Yeah, it's, it's like it's that's, so what I, that's what like. I felt like when I oh, went in. I so was like, this good. is awesome. Thanks,
1: and so I'm good. sure most people would agree. Yeah, and that's a feedback that. I get. Oh, have you been here? I was like, yeah, I have. You know, have you tried this? Yeah. You, yeah. you guys almost made cauliflower. You brought cauliflower back. To, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. And it's like the most popular, dare I say, super vegetable. a no. gangster <laughs>
2: vegetable. Eh? And chickpeas, like, obviously. Chickpeas, so Gosh,
1: great. I've probably almost broken our blender pretending I can make hummus at home as well. Oh,
2: it's, and our chickpeas come from Kananara.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, local produce. Yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. as well.
2: Our, our ethos is WA or Middle East. That's it.
1: I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, that event on November the 1st is just phenomenal that yeah. you're going to take yeah. that high risk. And like I you said, would,
2: why I would not? I mean, there's a lot of influential people coming in as of Also, you know, It's it's a way to really, really see something unique. Mm -hmm. The the speakers and the the food, and the the, you know, it's. You know, it's something I don't even need to sort of even. I don't need to sell this thing. People who 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 want to buy a ticket deserve to come, you know, and it's just like was everyone's going to be united.
0: You, Curtin's young alumni, are emerging as the next generation of leaders, creators, game changers, innovators and more. So make sure you keep your details up to date with the alumni and community relations team so you don't miss out on exciting news and event information. And always tag Curtin Young Alumni when posting photos and stories on social media.
1: So I like that you've you've got that purpose and that social impact as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me about some of the the greatest failures you've had that yeah. have helped you go. Man, I've learned so much that has been so worth the risk I've taken.
2: I'll tell you where I got uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So when the culture started breaking six months in, and I could feel it because I was off doing it, building this software or oh, whatever with someone else yeah You know, and I was like I could leave the kitchen we've got a head chef now
1: see you later yeah
2: yeah I'll come back every now and then do some work there but I came in once and I felt man i have really messed up here
1: okay this yes. is not
2: right things are not good and um I got everyone together and I apologise for the poor leadership yes I go I'm so sorry I've failed I've, I've uh, I a poor uh, sorry for the poor leadership I don't want Everyone, 25, each one of you, just tell me how I can improve.
1: Mm -hmm. So what were some of the feedback that you got? You're not
2: approachable, you're not approachable, you're not approachable, you're not approachable. Really? You're a prick, you're not approachable, not approachable, you're not approachable, you're not approachable, you're a prick.
1: Wow. At that stage, though, was your ego taking over?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Completely. Yeah.
2: But I was stressed and I was angry all the time. Yes. And I always looked like I have an angry face. Yeah. Because I just looked so serious. And I'm, Arab. I'm Arabic. Like, you know, it's so funny because I see you as a like, yeah. happy-go-lucky yeah, 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 guy. Yeah, yeah. So when you say that, I'm like, oh, what? I know, I know <laughs> uh, but like uh, at the time, I, I, you know, I was so stressed that it wasn't an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's not an excuse. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's like I just have to like now can't hold this anymore, and really just have to let go and go. Okay, I I'm, I'm messed up. Yeah, and that's and some
1: negative feedback as well. Yeah, not yeah. not approachable. Not
2: approachable. But I wasn't, but they were all scared of me. Wow. Because I looked so angry all the time. Yes. And when someone would do something wrong, I'd go, why did you do that?
1: And then, so how did you deal with that process when you were like, you realised it was uncomfortable, there was negative feedback? Yeah.
2: I said to everyone, I'm so sorry, I'll do my best to change that. Yes. I'll work on that. I'm going to work on that hard. So I went to the sex away. to and get different point of views about how to better mm-hmm. manage and approach people. And then I saw this video, right, about leadership.
1: Who? Who was the video? Who well, there was the multiple talk? videos. There okay. was a guy
2: called Cohen Ray. He was, he, was doing, he was doing a video on leadership. And then okay. there was a guy called Gary Vee. He was doing a video on leadership.
1: Gary V. And then yep. I saw a
2: TED talk on leadership. Mm-hmm. And then I did my own little study. And that's when I got really obsessive. I started getting to a point where I had a spreadsheet of how people would react when i say certain things
1: wow okay that's yeah, quite full on it's full on you don't do that anymore right no got you but
2: it was a test of lumbosis okay and the one thing about leadership being human we live in a meaningless world right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: and every one of us wants meaning care and trust mm-hmm. consistently yes and calmly and constructively
1: yep nail on the head with that that's, We're all humans.
2: That's especially our generation. Mm-hmm. And generation Z, right now, people born in two thousand. Yes, they're different. Yeah, you give them meaning. You care, trust them, but you be assertive and make sure when they go wrong, they weren't brutal, direct. Do you feel that what you did was wrong? Do you feel like you followed procedures? You gotta be real honest with them. But so they're go- better at handling. They're better that at feedback. When you're when you give them honest, but with yes. meaning.
1: And, but I think most people are better. Everyone is. In general, if yeah. you're honest, from the get-go, because yeah. then you don't have to figure stuff out later yep. from a lie.
2: Correct. So, 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 so I did this big test and learning about mm-hmm. there's a difference between an authority and a leader. Mm-hmm. An authority is the kind of person that would go, hey, do this, mm-hmm. and this is how you do it, with no care. A leader is a guy who would go, hey, do this, but this is why we're doing it. And this is why it's so important for both you and I. This is how you do it. I'll do it with you step by step. If you have any issues, you let me know. Are you doing okay today?
1: That's right. They empower and engage you. Yeah. And you want to then do the best that you can.
2: Yep. Yep. I think we've all had those two. Because that's the right thing to do. Yes. Is it not?
1: I think for any human, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. When
2: you say to someone, "Hey, do this," and this is how you do it, well, the, that authority is doing that because they know they don't know why they're doing it. Yes. When you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, you're too mm-hmm. scared to tell people. Why oh, was you just don't know? Was you worried about getting questioned?
1: So, do you think now you've you're still learning, and it's good to hear that you're still learning and developing because that's yeah. what we do as humans as well. We grow and evolve. Yeah. That your leadership style is becoming better.
2: Yeah, slowly becoming better. Yeah, good. It's, it's still hard. Yeah. Cat, I, still I mean, those st- things aren't easy when I you're put struggle. into those positions. I still struggle. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I you know, last year I opened up a consultancy mm-hmm. to coach businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we, I was getting so many people going, "Hey, how do you do How you just had?" And I got to a point where there was 30 clients on a waiting uh, waiting list. And it was, and this is where my need for connection destroyed me because i got so emotionally involved in every business yes so emotionally involved you know from like 200 million dollar businesses to half a million business to mm-hmm. startups yeah tech startups but like i wanted them to succeed so badly that
1: so is this part of your personality where you you where you wanted to connect but that Word connection also meant you wanted to say yes to people yeah. because you 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 see the best in people, so you're like, yep, two hundred million dollar businesses or startups, I can help you. You've all got great ideas. Let's just execute them this X Y Z way. So you're
2: same, everyone's got the same invested. problem in, in the business. It's the same issue. No one will admit they're going wrong. The owner of the business won't admit and is not aware. Of where they're going wrong. Yes, they know, but they won't admit it. That's the problem.
1: Okay, so you've just given us the, the magic, the magic if formula. It's,
2: it's hard. That's the hardest part. Yes, and you become like a psychologist because I can. T- everyone knows how to do a business. Just do a business plan properly. From Google,
1: Business One Hundred and One. Yeah, but yeah. no one wants to do that. Yes, you're right.
2: No one wants to do that.
1: Uh, and I guess what the, really what you're getting at is that. You can't have a business that's truly successful without the emotional connection at the other end because at the end of the day, if you're a food or a product or a service, you're connecting with people and you want people to connect with that. The Hummus Club does that really well and there's global brands around the world that do that really well. Yeah. It's about finding that true emotional connection. When you're in business, you're working with people and for people. It, it, they're, t- they're not separate.
2: No. You can, you can give people meaning the problem with me is that now, it's like yesterday, my partner, she, she, um, she, she said this quote. She goes, you can give people meaning without the expectation of an emotion in return. Like, give people meaning. Yes. Like give them meaning. But don't expect That's a r-
1: great point. Expectations. That's, that's the, right. That's my issue. Yes. Yes, you want people to react. You feed yeah. off that. Yeah. Are you happy? Are you, are you sad? Was that right? Was that wrong? Well, let's need. work on that. That's
2: need of validation, right? It's absolutely, yeah. yes. So that's something I'm working on. That's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. That's, it's good because... I appreciate that honesty. Yeah,
2: because that honesty mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's like we're all human. Mm-hmm. And to the, the bottom line of like a lot of this stuff is just be okay with being not okay at times. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yes, I think we're slowly starting to understand yeah, that and we have to be accepting of each other
2: We have to be accepting of each other because no one can be harsh mm-hmm. on anyone else yes, because you know they can they can get destroyed if they're not being careful with what they say, and they also on on top of it that person that you're saying something to with the intent the intent is the other thing. If your intent is to really help someone, just ask them how they are
1: yes. So I've got this question before you wrap up today. Then, mm. do you think that humans are truly doing the best that they can in their lives?
2: They're trying, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there needs to be people that have the capability to get uncomfortable, and there needs to be more leadership helping, like people like yourself. You like th- things like this. Mm-hmm. The, 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 a lot of the students, right, um, in any school, any university, uh, a lot of them aren't taught about awareness. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Well, we weren't.
2: And we ha- they have to be. Like I go into high schools and talk about self awareness.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. I, and look, I think a majority of our talk this morning has been yeah. about that. And I think that's the beginning place is with yourself. Yeah. If you're going to create that change and yeah. do it well. Yeah. you've got to start with it's just, you. and it's just
2: real stuff like yeah, I can talk about business techniques and marketing mm-hmm. and doing right. well, that's that stuff is boring mm-hmm. because that's not the real stuff the real stuff is just like how do we connect on a human level yep and just be okay with it I like that do you know what I mean I do yes okay. that's where it should just start from it's like hey let's get to know this person
1: that's good level. And a good question is always who you are, not what you do. Yep. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I know you're a busy man. I really appreciate you That's coming good. in and giving us some good, hard life facts, Ziad. No, we All were. the best we're for your next couple of ventures. I know. we are going to go have a coffee now and have a <laughs> yeah. more of a chat. Yeah. Um, so we'll release a podcast. If you've got any questions, you can email the young woman and yeah, we'll
2: no, appreciate
1: get in contact with Ziad again.
2: A cook for Syria, November 1st.
1: We'll post the link with the podcast so everyone can check it out as well. Awesome, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. We are on LinkedIn and Facebook. Have a good day everyone. Bye.
0: If you think that you or another Curtin graduate under 35 has an amazing story to tell or interested in being part of Talks for Change, drop us a line at youngalumnicurtin.edu.au.